Hi everyone, it is Sabra from Hoof Falls and Foot Falls, and I hope you guys are one, having a wonderful day so far. I'm going to go ahead and wait for a few people to jump on during this live chat time. And during this live chat time, we're going to be talking about um, how you can mentor with less stress and success. Um, so there's going to be uh, some tips and tricks that I'm going to share during this time, and then also so um, some other ways that you can uh, learn more about this topic and continue to grow as a mentor. So those of you joining on live, if you want to go ahead and drop a comment and let me know uh, where you're from and are you currently a mentor? Do you work with other instructors in training? Is it something you've been thinking about? Have you been a mentor in the past, but you just don't do it anymore? Um, so I'd love to hear kind of where you're at right now and why you're joining in to watch. So go ahead and drop those comments and I'd, I'd love to see that. So uh, like I mentioned, um, as we are getting started, we are going to be talking about mentoring. So what is mentoring? Uh, mentoring looks different, um, kind of depending on where you're at with your relationship and the person you are working with. Um, mentoring could be that you are training a new instructor. So it could be someone who's um, coming into your barn. They want to become an adaptive or a therapeutic riding instructor. Uh, they want to work towards certification. They want to be um, kind of like an apprentice and in this industry. So you could be mentoring and training a new instructor and not necessarily working towards a certification, but just growing them to learn how to teach students um, how to teach either on the ground or, uh, or I'm sorry, how to teach students um, skills that are either on the ground or mounted while they're working with horses. So you know, that's one way that mentoring can look. Another way mentoring can look is that you are supervising that person and mentoring them towards certification. So you might be in charge of supervising that person's teaching hours while they're learning and growing as an instructor. Um, and you could be helping them work towards a specific instructor certification. Most of my instructor mentoring has come from mentoring towards individual or mentoring individuals towards the PATH International Registered Level um, Therapeutic Riding Instructor Certification, the new CTRI Certification, uh, Advanced Therapeutic Riding Instructor Certification, and I've helped a couple people with the CHA. So that's just a little bit of background on kind of where I'm coming from as far as mentoring goes. Um, mentoring doesn't necessarily mean either that you're working with a new instructor or someone who's going towards certification. It could be that you are growing a current instructor. So maybe you have a, a peer um, that you guys are about the same length of time in teaching and you guys are coming alongside each other. You're working as an accountability partner, but you're also kind of mentoring each other. Or you could know another individual that is already an instructor, but they're just looking to grow and develop and continue to refine themselves as an instructor. So mentoring can look very different depending on what the mentee, so the person you're working with, what the mentee's goals are. Certification, entering the industry, um, growing just as an established instructor. So that is kind of what mentoring is in a nutshell. Um, some people call 
mentoring individuals who are not working towards certification, coaching or development. I kind of use those terms just so I can separate the two when I'm talking to people about um, the different services I offer of mentoring towards certification or coaching and developing current instructors. So those are kind of interchangeable terms as well. So I see a few more people jumped on the live stream. If you guys want to drop a comment, and let me know who you are, where you're from, and are you currently a mentor to other instructors in training? Um, what do you mentor? Do you help people work towards certification? Do you just help grow and develop them? What do you do? Um, are you thinking about mentoring? Have you mentored in the past that maybe you're just burnt out and you've had too much stress mentoring? So where are you kind of at in the journey? And Joyce and Christina, thank you guys for joining in. Um, Joyce said she'll be starting mentoring soon. And uh, Chrissy said that she completed the Path International Mentor course in April of this year. So yeah, congratulations on that. That's a great start to understanding um, the Path International certifications and how to, to mentor in that process. So why should you mentor? Um, mentoring, I will be completely honest, is a lot of work. It is tiring, it's exhausting, it can be frustrating, it can be stressful. There's a reason why I titled this Mentoring with Less Stress. <laughs> um, but it can also be extremely rewarding. It is so awesome to see individuals that you have worked with um, for several months, to see them grow and develop and really refine themselves and, and you know find who they are as an instructor. And then if they're working towards certification to go and see them um, you know, accomplish that, that goal that they've worked towards so hard and, and probably for quite a while. So mentoring is fun. It's a great learning experience for both the mentor and the mentee. Um, it can be time consuming and exhausting, but if you go about it in a planned out, well thought out way, it doesn't necessarily have to be stressful for you or the mentee. And you can both have a very successful and um, educational time from that mentoring period. Another reason why we need, why we should all be mentoring too is because it keeps us kind of fresh and on top of our game as instructors. I don't know about you guys, but I know if I have an instructor in training who's coming up to watch me teach or I'm giving them feedback or they're asking me questions, that is really a, a drive and a push for me to teach my abilities, to be a good example to them, um, to be able to answer their questions or say, you know what, I don't know, great question, let me go research that. So, um, you know, even modeling saying I don't know or modeling that it's okay to make a mistake, but how do we move past it? So mentoring is a wonderful way to just keep yourself on, on the top of your instructor game and, and to keep growing. And mentoring is super important as well because we need instructors in our industry. We're not all going to be able to teach forever. We need to grow and develop new instructors. And every instructor coming in is going to have their own unique sets of skills and gifts that they're going to be bringing to the students that they're working with. Um, it's really, really cool to see mentor uh, mentees that I've worked with go on and you know start their own programs or find their niche of like where they're super strong at and really grow and develop that and, and work on that. Um, so it's really fun to watch your mentees grow. So let's go ahead and kind of dig into the meat of the topic um, of, of how do we mentor with less stress and more success. So we've defined mentoring, 
We talked about why you should be a mentor. Now, how do you set not only your mentee up for success, but also you up for success as well if you're the mentor? My number one tip is to know the material. It is really, really hard to teach something or mentor someone in an area if you don't know that material very well. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a professional in every single area listed. However, you need to know where your strengths are. You need to be more advanced than that mentee that you're working with so that you can guide them and train them and answer their questions um, and you know, kind of help them along that path. And you also need to know where to seek out help if you know that you're lacking in a certain area and you don't have that experience. Um, so for example, personally, I don't have a lot of experience with extreme amputations. So like say an entire leg missing, um, I work with limb, uh, upper extremities missing, but I know myself, okay, if I'm working with someone who needs mentoring for someone who has an entire leg missing, um, and that's the type of client that they're going to be working with, I'm going to resource other professionals I know so that I can give my mentee those tools. And it's okay to say that you don't know. But if you're mentoring someone, especially towards certification, you need to know your material. You've got to know it. Um, and how you can know it is one, go to workshops. So those of you that are still doing the registered or the advanced instructor certifications and helping mentor people towards those, go sit in and audit workshops. I am where I'm at now. One, I've had some awesome mentors um, that have helped mentor me. Two, I was at a center that thankfully hosted a lot of continuing education events. But three, I sat in on those workshops every single chance I got and I learned something new every time. That is why I'm so confident in mentoring for certification is because I know the material and I encourage you guys to get to that level as well. So know your material, read the information, ask questions, email people, build your network, build your resources, know what you are going to be teaching. Um, once you know your material of, of you know, certification or writing skills, or groundwork skills, you need to define what you can offer as a mentor because you are likely not going to be able to mentor everyone that reaches out to you for mentoring. Um, that's just kind of the, the nature of the beast. There are going to be people who um, come in and say, hey, you know what, I really want to work with people um, in the mental health field. I want to do equine facilitated psychotherapy. If they came to me and said that they want mentoring for that, I would say that's awesome. Here's the certification you might want to look into. Here's the steps. However, I'm going to filter you over to this mentor who can help you along that path because I know that my definition of what I can offer as a mentor doesn't include equine facilitated psychotherapy. My wheelhouse is adaptive writing, equine specialist in mental health and learning, um, but not the psychotherapy portion. I'm, I'm that equine specialist side. So I have a very defined picture of who I am as a mentor, and that has helped reduce the stress when it comes to mentoring people. So I, I encourage you to define what you can offer as a mentor. Um, are you able to help them through certification? What types of certifications can you help them work towards? What are you familiar with? What do you know? Um, what are your strengths and weaknesses for horsemanship skills? Can you teach someone how to do a lunge line lesson with 
mounted students, or do you need more practice than that before you mentor someone? What type of writing lessons do you offer? Do you work with very involved students that need full teams of volunteers, or do you only do advanced writers that don't need any volunteers? Do you do only private lessons? Do you only do group lessons? Are you willing to only work on your property? Are you willing to go off your property? So define what you are willing to offer as a mentor. If you're just entering into this mentoring journey uh, and you know, kind of reaching out and starting to build your experience as a mentor, start small, start with what you know, and then slowly expand out if you think you want to maybe try mentoring in a certain area, but be honest with those people of, hey, look, this is, I've done research in it, I'm comfortable with it, but this is my first time mentoring in this area, and, and kind of slowly grow yourself in that way. Don't jump in in too many areas right away. Um, all right, so define what you can offer as a mentor. And then next thing is define your expectations and your plan for your mentee. So I would highly suggest that you have your minimum criteria. So what does someone need to know teaching skill-wise, disability-wise, riding skill-wise, <clears throat> excuse me, horsemanship skill-wise, what do they need to know at minimum before they start mentoring with you? And that's going to depend a lot on the time and resources you have and, and your definition of what you can offer as a mentor. So again, that's super important. Define who you are as a mentor because it comes into play later. Um, I have a very strict set of criteria that I have developed over the past 10 years or so of mentoring. Um, and that criteria has come from trial and error. I've made mistakes and said yes to mentoring people before they were at a certain point and I had that gut feeling that, ooh, you know what, they're probably not ready, but they want it so bad. I know they could do it. Um, you know, I, they just want it, they'll be great. But going against my better judgment, um, we started that process and we were both stressed out and we were both not set up for success. Um, so my criteria has come from years of trial and error, some good experiences, some mistakes that I've made. So define your minimum, minimum criteria of what you expect from a person coming in for mentoring. And if they are not at your minimum criteria, have a list of resources for them. If they are not quite ready with riding skills yet, personally, and they need to learn how to ride better before they can start teaching, tell them how they can grow in that area. So don't just say, oh no, sorry, you don't meet my criteria. Give them how they can go about growing in them themselves um, as an individual and as a you know pre-instructor in training before they come to you for further training. So give them a plan if they don't meet that criteria. Um, that I know saying hard saying no to people can be really hard, but if you have that set of resources available and it's a not a this is not a hard no, it's a not right now, here's what we need to do first, then come mentor. Um, so that usually helps things go over a little bit more smoothly if you do have to decline someone at the time. Um, when you're defining your expectations and your plan, define what kind of timeline and level of commitment you're expecting from your mentee. So are you willing to take those like fast and furious preparations for certification where someone wants to get everything done in two months? Or are you more of a slow and steady person where you expect like, five to eight months of them working towards a certification. Um, what 
you expect? Do you expect them to be out there once a week, twice a week, three times a week? Are they supposed to volunteer on top of gaining mentoring hours? What do you expect from your mentee? And what's your general plan of progression for your mentee? How, what are you going to tell them the processes and what they should expect as a mentee when they're working under you? What are those first few lessons going to look like? What are you going to be working on? Are you going to be working on lesson planning? Are you going to be working on teaching theory? Are you going to be incorporating writing lessons for them into your plan of progression? So outline what that progression looks like for your mentee. And again, it might vary a little bit from person to person depending on where they're at in their own journey and where they're at in that mentoring process. Um, but you're going to develop and you should develop a general flow of how your mentoring program looks for the different things that you have been defined as as a mentor. Um, and also think and plan ahead about whether or not you are okay sharing your mentee with other mentors. Um, I actually encourage my mentees to go work alongside other mentors because you can learn some amazing things from multiple people. You don't want to have just this very narrow view of what teaching is like. If you can work with multiple people, you're going to be able to pick up different things from every person. They may not always be things you agree with, but you can at least have an exposure to different styles, different techniques, different methods, and not just be in your own little bubble with your one primary mentor or your one only mentor. Um, so I not only am okay with people having different mentors when they work with me, I encourage them to have different mentors. Um, so that's probably gonna be a question that comes up as well. Uh, so before I jump on to the next point, I see a few more people have jumped on live. Um, welcome Christopher, and you're an instructor and possibly want to mentor in the future, so that's great to hear. If you are joining in live, um, go ahead and introduce yourself, say where you're from, who, uh, who you are, where you're from, <laughs> and also are you currently a mentor, are you interested in becoming a mentor, have you been a mentor in the past but you're a little burned out, are you on pause, um, where are you at, I'd love to hear. Alright, so we've talked about defining what you can offer as a mentor, defining expectations and plan, and then once you've done that and you're actually working with your mentee, stick to your expectations. So be open and honest right away. If you have any concerns about what's going on, be open and upfront. Tell them what's going on. Tell them how it can be fixed. Tell them why it needs to be fixed. And you know, if it's not fixed, what would the general outcome be? So what, how, whys, not only in teaching our students, but also working with our mentors. And when you're sticking to your expectations, um, especially if you've been doing this a while, and you have had additional mentoring to grow as an instructor, remember that people have to start somewhere as an instructor. Don't expect them to jump in at your level. Remember where you were at two years ago, five years ago, 15 years ago. Remember where that starting point was and have grace and understanding for those people and the learning curve that's going to come along with that. Um, that's why when you have, you know, your general plan of progression and, and how your mentoring looks, have that in mind. Where do you need to start that person from to build them up for success, less stress for both them and you? Um, but when you are working alongside that person and you're having that understanding and that grace of them being at that point and learning and growing and making mistakes, and working through all of that, remember to not dilute your expectations 
just because you happen to you know really like that person or that person has a super strong passion and they really really want to do this hold your standards and your expectations high and hold them consistent but also have grace and understanding at the same time you can have both and have that understanding and the grace without dropping your standards and your expectations you just need to give them encouragement and give them the what's how's why's of how to get to that level that you're expecting of your mentees um, another tip is pass on what you've learned from mistakes and successes. So I think a lot of times people are afraid to work with mentors because they think their mentors are, you know, they're so experienced, they don't make mistakes anymore. Um, you know, I'm going to look like, I'm going to look like an idiot in front of them. I, I just, I'm so scared to start any mentoring. So I'm just going to go do my own thing without even seeking out help. So as a mentor, it's really important to show that you're still human, to show that you still make mistakes, um, to share your past mistakes with them and, and you know how you learn from them and what led up to that mistake and what have you taken from that. And let them know that it's okay to learn, it's okay to have a starting point. Um, let them know that they didn't know you five years ago, possibly, or where you came from as an instructor um, and model the willingness to say that you don't know and model going and researching and asking for help. I think that's a very, it's not a weakness in a mentor, it is a strength. And, and I, I would really encourage mentors, if you do that, keep doing it. If you don't because you're afraid that's gonna compromise what you look like as a mentor and a leader, I would highly encourage you to try that. Um, it's a really good learning experience for, for everyone. All right, um, and let's see, my last point here is for you to continue to grow and develop as an instructor and as a mentor yourself. So seek out mentors, you need to find a mentor. Go to workshops, go shadow certifications. If you want to mentor someone towards a workshop or a certification, go experience that yourself. Go observe one every year or two to see what has changed in the industry and what has changed in the process. Ask questions. Go take writing lessons. Go take horsemanship lessons. Listen to different people teach and instruct, even if they're not in the equine assisted activities and therapies industry. Don't forget about the mainstream equine industry. Go learn from well-respected trainers that, that you look up to. Listen to how they're teaching because you can pull from that and put it into how you mentor other people. All right, so I'm gonna read a couple comments here. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to drop them. Uh, all right, so Stephanie, welcome Stephanie. She said she did mentor training way back in 2014 or so and would like to transition my knowledge to the new criteria. Um, Robin, hi Robin from South Carolina, your instructor in training, uh, getting a mentor's perspective. And Stephanie, from Florida, she said 100% agree with that. Set the bar high and keep it high. Help them meet the expectations that you have without lowering the bar. Um, Stephanie said, yes, be real. Stephanie said, um, I start with mentees shadowing me while I teach and provide a thorough self-reflection of the lesson that I taught. I highlight, highlight the positives and the negatives of my lesson so that they can see nothing will be perfect and they can begin to learn how to self-reflect. Yes, lead by example, perfect. So before you go in and you, you, you know, critique their lesson, critique your own, um, you know, having them fill out feedback forms on you and teaching them how to grow that, that mentor eye on their own 
is a great skill and it's sometimes easier for them to to assess someone else's lesson before they turn that in on themselves and start self-assessment. So great tip, Stephanie. Um, for those of you that might have missed the poll I put up, I am going to be doing um, a mentor boot camp. So it's actually going to be a live uh, teaching time. It will be a private group. I'm getting that all planned out right now. Um, but if you are interested in my mentor boot camp, it's going to be online. Let me know. This is going to be for people who are wanting to become mentors, who are thinking about it, people who are currently mentors and you want to up your game. Maybe you were a mentor in the past, but you're burnt out, but you want to maybe try it again. Um, that is what we're going to be doing. So let me know if you're interested in a mentor boot camp. It's going to be online, super affordable. Um, but I have a huge passion for growing and developing other mentors. I'm not the only mentor out there. The mentors I worked with are not the only mentors out there. We need more people to mentor and we need more people to mentor well and grow up strong and confident instructors. Um, and we're going to be digging into these topics more in depth. We're actually going to be defining who you are as a mentor, defining what you can offer, what are some pros and cons. Maybe they're not thought through yet. I'm going to be completely blunt and honest about some of the mistakes I've made as a mentor um, and let you guys learn from that. And maybe hopefully you guys won't have to experience some of those odd things that have happened. Um, so that's, we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to define um, an expectation and a plan. I'll give you guys a sample mentee progression that I use on a regular basis. I'll show you guys what my criteria is as a mentor and how the criteria came about. Again, learning from mistakes of, you know, this may sound a little strict, but this is where it's gone wrong multiple times. And here's how we got to this point. Um, and then also, you know, how to stick with your expectations and build that mentee-mentor relationship where you guys have established an open line of communication, trust, um, but also you are confident in communicating with your mentee even in those more difficult times. Um, and, you know, tips and tricks for mentoring as well. Um, and just because you're a mentor doesn't mean you have to mentor, but it's great. It's a great way to learn more about being an instructor and maybe doing it in the future. Yeah, so very good tip, Stephanie. Yeah, you don't have to be mentoring right now. Um, some of the things that we're going to be talking about in this could also just strengthen you as an instructor and teach you kind of self-reflection tools as well, um, what to look for in a mentor. Um, but this is definitely geared towards mentors. And then um, I'm going to be doing a chat here in a week or so for mentees of what to look for in a mentor. What questions should you be asking? What should you be learning during that time? Um, just because, you know, kind of entering into this industry of equine-assisted activities and therapies, we are encouraged to go get a mentor. We have to go get one for supervised teaching. But you may not know what to look for in a mentor. Um, all right. So if you guys um, are interested in the mentor boot camp, uh, I'm going to drop my email in here, and if you want to send me an email, I will send out information. I'm looking to do the mentor boot camp in June, possibly July, and what it will be is it will be a closed Facebook group where I will post all the resources. Um, if you guys have done my 
um, intensive instructor development challenge online before that I did, I believe, last year or the year before. It's going to be similar format, so it'll be a closed group. We'll network, we'll grow together. Um, there will be live videos that you can join in on live times. I will tell you when that schedule is. If you miss the live time, you'll be able to watch the recording. Um, and then hopefully this will transition onto an online um, course, but I love running these live and kind of not in person, but person to person first, just so I can get feedback from other instructors. So I, let me drop my email in and it'll be saber.p at hoofallsonfootfalls.com. Shoot me an email if you're interested. I will keep you guys up to date on that. Um, and let's see, Christina said, I know you have some great tips on mentoring remotely too. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, so I can definitely, you know, again, talking about that defining who you are as the mentor and what you can offer and defining that, we'll go into remote mentoring. Um, it's fun, it's a challenge. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that as well and, you know, what to think about, um, some of the rules that you need to follow as a remote mentor, all those things. All right, so if you guys um, have any other questions or comments, please let me know. Feel free to drop a comment. There's a slight delay, and I keep seeing that there's 11 new comments, but they're not showing up. So I do apologize if I miss them, but I'm going to check it afterwards. Thank you guys so much for joining in during this live time. If you have any tips, um, to share with other mentors that you've learned over the time, feel free to drop them in the comments and share here because um, there were some really great tips given by um, Stephanie and uh, actually both Stephanie's, Stephanie in Florida and Stephanie in Texas um, and some other people as well. So feel free to drop comments if you have any tips or tricks as a mentor. Again, if you're interested in my mentoring bootcamp and the live teaching group that's going to be going on for that, send me an email or drop me a comment and I'll shoot you a message. And again, thank you guys so much for joining in during this live time. And I look forward to seeing you all on the next live instructor chat. Have a wonderful rest of your day.